Hello, my friend. What's up, boss? How are you? Busy. Yeah, I, I know. I, I figured I called you at the busiest time with the showcase, huh? No, we are, we're actually at the ID camp right now, but um, just got back to the office from vacation. So, you know, trying to get everything organized. And we have right now the all these movements between visas, you know, from the U.S. to Spain, from Spain to the U.S. with the Spanish players going to the NCAA. So um, definitely busy time. But hey, like, um, we're, we're good healthy and going well how, how are you how is how is family good yeah we're growing uh each each i feel like every couple months i mean my son's now nine months and then we have another one on the way another boy and then we're done really yeah another boy oh. yeah so we wanted him close in age uh so then they can get out of diapers together and we can start traveling here soon but it's been nice how's that awesome. thank you how's the how's the family on your end Next time I go to your house, I won't be able to have a room over there. I need, I need to sleep on the floor. No, 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 no. You always have a room in our house, no matter what. Um, I will sleep at the, at the dog's place. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate you coming on and spending some time with me. I definitely wanted you to come and talk about your experience in soccer and um, your experience as a business owner and creating this obviously great business um, that you've done. Um, I created the, the sports shop because I wanted to enlighten the youth about what it takes to make it at different levels uh, of a sport. Um, obviously, we both played uh, Division One soccer together. You played in the professional ranks a little bit in, in Spain. Um, and then you created this business to help other athletes um, from America and from Spain to reach their, their goals and reach their dreams. All right. Um, so first and foremost, I want to kind of introduce who you are. Um, talk about your experiences at the youth levels, and then uh, we'll go from there. Well, um, first of all, thank you so much for counting on, on on us. I think it's a great idea, and a lot of uh, young young guys need to hear about different uh, opportunities that that um, you know Division One athletes have had after college graduation and how they've made it there. So. You know, thank you for coming with us, Ernie. Um, I, I'm Jaime Miralles. I played for Villarreal CF Academy for over 10 years. And I got recruited at the age of, um, we're, I'm from the generation of 96. So they we players like Rodri Hernandez, Man City, Autores at Villarreal, Alfonso Pedraza, um, Mario Gutierrez, John Femenias guys who, have, who are now in first, second division and Champions League. Um, as any other boy, you grow up having the dream of playing professionally, representing the club that you've been um, growing for the past years, but um, there is a point where um, you, know, you start seeing reality and where you're going uh, to be. And at the age of 18, I didn't think I was going to make it professionally from one day to another. And I had strong academics. So I decided to take on a different route and, and go to the United States on, a, on an athletic scholarship. I got recruited by a, the University of Vermont. Um, and I played for the Caramels for two years, Division One as well in the Northeast. I was able to... Uh, 
win the American East Conference my my second my sophomore year, and I had a a good season. So after I I we won, I felt that um, it would be ideal for me to go to a different place and experience another part of the country. I love the Northeast. I love UVM. It was everything was amazing, but I had a drive. Uh, and a will to go and experience somewhere else. And I ended up going, transferring to Oregon State University. And I played two seasons for, for the Beavers. Graduated with a degree in economics and graduated earlier in December. So at the time, my brother Timo, my twin brother, as you know, he's co-founder of Feature, um, had graduated as well from Clemson University. And we both went back uh, together to actually to be a real. Um, at the time, um, the two goalkeepers at BRLB had suffered a shoulder injury, so BRL was looking for a goalkeeper, and Timo had graduated from Clemson, so they actually brought him back for January. And after going through different trials uh, with Levante and different teams, I ended up signing with an affiliate team of BRL in third division with, with Rola. And, and I was offered a job at the international department, uh, so I took it. And, and that's when interest started uh, growing, and, and, and really we started offering next year routes to players that wanted to pursue ours the same route as we did. And we, and, you know, one thing led to the other. Years went by, COVID happened, uh, we were able to work with amazing young men, and, and I feel that we are in a very good spot right now. Um, we've grown nature not only to be a, I think the the leading college recruiting agency in Spain, but also the the best Gabia program in the world. So now year by year we we strive to bring in quality players and and, and young men that can make contributions to our program and that we can help moving on to the next level. Yeah, yeah, that's great, and like. I was there for when you first started Etor and just seeing where it went from where you where your vision started was amazing. I think um you and Chimo and and the team that you have in Spain have done a very good job of of managing it and growing it at a at a steady pace to so where it's sustainable and now it's just taking off tremendously. Um a couple things about your playing career in college. So what is the biggest yeah, difference the between the US and Spain, right? Yep. What is the biggest difference? Um, well, I think there are so many differences, and it's very interesting to see players going from Spain to the U.S. every year and adapting to college soccer. Um, I do believe that um, uh, the main differences are Spain being a much more tactical and technical game. Um, it's more a battle of tactics, and and we and games that are are won by um, how good you can read the game, and I think the U.S. there is less tactical components, there is less tactical level, but there is much higher physical level mm -hmm. in transition game. I do believe that that's how coaches see it and I feel that there is sometimes an unwillingness to see it in a different way 
but you see schools and programs thinking about college soccer as football, 11 versus 11 with ball, and starting to add those components and, and proving that that you can still give importance to much more than only physicality and and and, and individualities, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it will I think it will eventually um, get more modern, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, perfect sense. Um, and then after you graduated, you mentioned obviously creating Etor with your brother. Um, when you first started, what was the vision? Has the vision changed um, as the years gone on, or has it always been the same vision um, from what it is now? Well, you know when. <laughs> I believe that every organization, uh, you have certain initial missions, values that, that you want to uh, make your your work. Um, but along the way, you, you start seeing um, different changes in the market, um, different opportunities, and, and the same you evolve, the organization evolves with you. Um, I think that uh, we've had always a very specific um, mission which is helping players get into NCAA programs, and that's been the core and, and, and the purpose of what we do. And I, and I feel our purpose has not changed, our goals maybe, but the purpose has always been the same, which is believing in the NCAA, in the benefits of, of, of playing um, NCAA soccer, university soccer, and, and the values that you instill um, into yourself uh, throughout those years uh, in college. So that drive, uh, that motivation, our personal experiences led us to um, want to have players getting into the most competitive contexts and environments across the country. Um, and, and that ambition, uh, I think, led us to have a very unique return on the investments of our clients that trust each other in their development, promotion, and scholarship negotiations. So, um, so I think the purpose it's been always college soccer. And what uh, what products um, do you do you offer at Etor now? I know back then it was the Gap Year program, um, a showcase. What I mean, it's gotten so much bigger than that. What what offer like what products do you offer now to young young men wanting to play in Spain or or go to college? Um, what can you provide? I think that um, in terms of the programs that we have hasn't changed much. I think it's changed the way um, our programs, what our programs can offer, you know. Um, when we met, first met, um, we didn't actually have any structure, uh, tangible things, but um, our collaborations and understanding of the game with the Spanish academies. Um, we went from assisting a uh, top Spanish players to top uh, U.S. colleges to bringing uh, our first gap year player. Then it became 12 and 20, last year 40, this year 55. So um, I think that was changed. It's the structure that the, co- that the company has and what the program has to offer in terms of facilities, staff, you know. Um, I think that um, we've made a lot of programs in that end. Um, so we do have for Spanish players um, the promotion and scholarship negotiation service 
for our um, gap year players that come from North America. We feel it's very difficult to help anybody without working with them, working with him. When you're in our side and you see the demands that college soccer coaches have in how competitive it's getting and and how much experience and maturity you need to be part of the elite environments, you start realizing that a lot of domestic players need more time to compete against um, international players that are in a different stage of their development and their um, um, career, right? Mm -hmm. So our program starts having more meaning um, when you start seeing what they want. So, you know, for them, it's basically coming to complete the full season in Spain, have the chance to be exposed to the best academies, clubs, leagues, see that progress, track that progress, be part of that progress, our staff and coaches, impact their development and trying to produce a better player throughout one year, and then obviously helping them in the exposure. And that's where, you know, this year we had about 40 schools in the showcase, over 40 schools that came to visit us in different times of the year. And it's I think it's been a tremendous success to have 92% success rate. Mm. Over 80% of our players um, committed to Division One schools, including one guy to a national champion, Clemson. And um, I think it's about a, a 10% going to Division two and then the 8, 8% left, it's it's returning for a second year. So we, I think that, it's, that it speaks. I don't like to only see statistics. I'm against statistics, but I do believe that it shows, you know, what we are able to do with, with good work, honesty, and integrity. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anyone follows the Etor Sports Instagram and seen all the, the posts about a kid being signed to a college, I mean, you guys have done very well. Um, has any of the players been offered uh, pro contracts from this experience? No. And, I mean, I hope, I always say that I hope to find um, the next Messi through Eacher mm -hmm. so I can probably go and retire and, uh, <laughs> and leave in Ibiza. Um, but, you know, that's very unlikely to happen. And we're not close to that. But it, it, all, it all depends on What's the best path for that kid? As you know, I work professionally for Mesa's Sport. We have players in La Liga. We have players in La Liga academies. And when it comes down to making a decision and telling a player you should stay or not, or you should go back to the NCAA, you try to see the projection of that player into the professional world. And if you believe that it's not going to, probably going to make a huge living out of this, is not going to be able to pay his bills, you know, mm -hmm. beyond a certain age. And that's when you recommend go to go to the best programs in the NCAA, graduate, try to make it to the draft. And if you don't, you can always come back to play third division, second B, which are leagues that, you know, the, 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 the conditions and, and, and the wages are not as high as the... Mm -hmm. No, I think... Being in this program, if you're not going for. I do believe. I do believe, though, that there will there will be players that have been part of our program that eventually will make it to the draft, will make it to the MLS, and and I do believe that our program and, and not only our program, one year in Spain, 
has Im- impacted impact those guys in being able to achieve that goal in the mid-long term. You know, it's not 100% our um, success because that player comes from different academies in the U.S. that do an excellent job. But I do believe that one year abroad and facing all the adversity that it means to adapt new country, new style of play, you know, I think that has an impact as well in the mid-long term projection that that guy can have. No, yeah, and that's, that's what I was going to say. I think the experience of being abroad for a year, I think I know JJ um, had a fantastic time out there. He learned a lot, learned a lot about himself. And the network that you guys have, um, you really get to see if you can make it to the next level or not. And it's almost like a reality check, but it's also a great opportunity to develop and then get back to the to the NCAA institutions and develop as a player here in the States where you're a little bit more comfortable. Um, I think there will be, at one point, a couple pros that come out of it. Um, you, you never know um, whether someone can develop a little bit more out there than compared to here. Um but I, I think you guys have done a fantastic job of, of creating this program and, and giving kids the opportunity to see what it's like to be in the professional world um, abroad, uh, not just in the States, and then helping them get back in. Um, how is When is the next showcase or how is the ID camp going? Um, how do yeah. people sign up so I can get the word out there a little bit more for some of the kids that are aspiring to, to get to that level? This year, it's been the first AD camp. Um, you know, when it comes down for families to make a decision of sending um, your kid abroad, you have two boys right now. It's difficult to just send your kid without really knowing the organization. And there's been where, where we are because there is a lot of brave families that really trusted um, as as a program and, and put you know in our hands the future of their of their sons, but. Um, we felt that a, a shorter experience in IT camp for players between the ages of 15 and 18 years old, a sophomore, junior, and, and senior grade, uh, could help families and players prepare this uh, um, alternative, unique um, pathway in advance and really know what to expect if I want to send my kid to a gap year program abroad. Um, as you know, there is a lot of different opportunities in Europe and in the world, but I do believe that it's important to know and prepare that option. So I think that the ADCAM goal is to help those families meet each other, the facilities, the residents, the food, the goods, the bads, the advantages, the advantages of working with us. And it's, been, it's, it's going great. We have about 22 um, U.S. players and about 20 Spanish players group of young guys who um, are doing an excellent job. We have two families in the next days. And, you know, these are boys that um, we're identifying early on and already passing the world to colleges. So um, parents come, they drop their kid for 15, 20 days in our facilities. They go vacation, Valencia, they explore Spain while we while we work with their sons for, for a summer. So I, I highly encourage um, this opportunity for families we're looking for a similar experience. And then um, the gap year starts in August 3rd. So looking forward to the next generation of Toros who, um, you know, we have high expectations with. Awesome. And how is it, you mentioned a little bit about working for Mesa Sport. How is it balancing owning your company, Etor Sports, and then working uh, for an agency in other La Liga 
players? How is that balance? Um, well, I mean, the day has 24 hours, so um, there is only much you can do. You have, you can sleep uh, seven or six or seven. And, you know, I think that it is balanced because it's no different what we do in, in nature than what we do in messes. At the end of the day, you're constantly watching um, the corner division games. You're constantly watching third, third division games. And all the professional players in Spain have to go to those leagues to to end up in first division, right? So that opportunity came because of my work identifying players for colleges. You could see the one that could fit that level, but you would also see the one out of 50 that could make it professional. So at the end of the day, um, it's an opportunity to try to guide that guy that I felt prepared and, and I felt that Mesa's sport would give the right um, um, structure as an agency, um, balance um, and support to myself and uh, to the players that I can scout. Awesome. And uh, a couple more things. How is it celebrating the Manchester City Premier League title at the Etihad? <laughs> it was an unexpected experience. Um, <laughs> that um, happened to be obviously a lifetime experience for for myself but I, I can tell you that it was not expect it was not organized to be like that and I as you know I have a good relationship with with Rodri uh, after playing with VRL it had been two years I had not seen him so um, we talked throughout our entire year about what great pissed him and in order to not um, bother him that much, you know, and I feel the last um, game of the season, everything would be done by then. Um, either Man City or Liverpool would have won, so we, he, he would be more relaxed, like, we could be more relaxed with family and all that. But then he ended up that, uh, as weeks went by, it got more and more interesting, <laughs> and we saw ourselves sitting with his family in the stands, losing the Prem, and in, in 10 minutes, everything changed. So um, it was definitely a lifetime experience that I thank him for being happy and let me be part of it. Yeah, I remember watching the game. Uh, I was around the house. Sandra was having me do some stuff. They're already losing. And I'm like, oh, man, Man City was like, they were going to lose. And then all of a sudden, they start coming back and Rodri scores too. And I'm like, that must have been crazy seeing your friend who you shared the field with and shared a relationship for so long help. Man City win win the titles. That's a that's an awesome experience. Um, For sure, it was definitely uh, like there were a lot of emotions, you know, because you always are happy when other people around you find success, but especially when there is such a high degree of humility and and, and humanity in someone, then then you you want you you want it even more. Yeah. So definitely a huge example for kids and then last thing before we i let you go i know you're a busy man um what is a day in the life of jaime what, what do you do on a day-to-day basis um i know it probably changes quite a bit but if you can give me like a, a brief structure what is what is it like well i i wake up um around 7 30 a.m I come to the office, I try to have my my coffee in the morning, uh, read the newspaper, 
uh, come over, uh, meet the staff for another coffee, um, see how they do the session. Um, I try to, to, to be as much as I can as a director in, in the sessions and watch every kid's attitude, performances, and progress, and mistakes. Try to support the staff, the coaching staff as well, and in, in identifying those areas of improvement. And then um, we spend a lot of time here in the office on campus with the boys um, and together in the office watching watching games, watching training sessions, constantly thinking about how we can become better as a program. I've launched an amazing uh, bar restaurant right next to, to, the, to the office or within campus. And then uh, usually in the evening we have more meetings with players, with Spanish players that come as well to get educated about college soccer. Um, and then in the evening around, um, in, in winter, 2 p.m. I go for a run. Um, in winter, um, in summer right now, it's very hot. So, but 8 p.m., 9 p.m. I go. I also have my bullfighting um, tools with me. So I do a bit of yoga, what I call my yoga. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I try to see my girlfriend <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> oh, you got a girlfriend now, huh? So, um, yeah. I got even more busy, but she's, she's, she's a good person. So, awesome. Anyways, it's it's trying it's trying to balance, and I always say that, you know, I really encourage everybody to do what they love because when you do what you like, there is not a day in your in your life in your life that you work. So, yeah. Yeah, we're fortunate to say that here. Awesome. And then, anyone listening listening in, um, where can they find some of your socials? Where can they find some of the uh, information um, if they are interested in joining Etor? I encourage them to check our Instagram accounts at Etor Sports and Etor Men's Soccer. Um, they can also check our website www.etorsports.com, and um, if they have high interest in our programs and they can reach out um, to our emails in soccer at itresports.com so um, you know um, we're waiting for that okay sounds good well I appreciate it Jaime always a pleasure um, hopefully we can we can see each other again either me going to Spain or you coming to San Diego um, or both we got to make a we got to make a trip I want to go see all the new facilities that you guys have and everything else so um, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about your experiences and talking about the the company um, I like I say I tell everyone I, I talk to in the soccer world that this is the best company uh, to develop as a player and to meet people for life um, I know JJ and I still keep in contact and we talk uh, quite a bit and he loved the experience so hopefully I can help send a little bit more out there and and see the joy that they have when they come back.